and we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you. Sorry, folks. Joe was with me. There he is. What's coming right back? Y'all, I accidentally closed it out. Sorry. You're you're now you're having issues again, my friend. You're back to one dot, so you're gonna have to pop back in. Sorry, my friend. You're going to have a nice conversation, I see, with your cable company coming up in the not-too-distant future. But it once again, we are back with the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, he's still, he's popping in and out like a ghost. Uh, else as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, NFL Week 7 is on the way and looking forward to some great conversations coming up for this weekend for your fantasy football team. We always love your interaction each and every week on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Also as well, of course, everything that we do with Joe Sorrow, Oxide Team 47, and of course, what he does at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Sorrow, who's popping in and out because of his internet issues. He looks like five solid bars right now, my friend. Good, good, good right now. So go ahead and check him out if he's got good internet at the time at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, his company. Symbolates, symbolates with a y.com has better internet than his house right now. And you could go ahead and help him out by going ahead if you're in the Southern California area and getting a new lawn transformed today. So go ahead and check it out at Symbolates, Symbolates with a y.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom. Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And of course, Jamie Sweet, Mr. Five Things. You could go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, always a big shout out to fellow channels, the John McCainlian channel. And congratulations to John McCainlian, who's lost 70 pounds. And he is definitely on the way to losing, I believe, 130 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. But he's lost 70 of it. And he'll tell you how he's done it on his streams right there, the John McCainlian channel. Lakers and Five, they also cover the Lakers. And so does Empire Jeff TV. Go ahead and check out those channels as well. And please, if you can, like and subscribe please click on the little joe above the big joe to go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest lakers fast break podcast <laughs> dante says waiting to hear what you guys think about wood circling march game versus the bucks well circle it all you want christian wood let's see make sure you're a good part of the rotation at that point in time you know, I I know that AD was giving a little bit of ribbing to Christian Wood, I guess, for not playing so well today and uh, earlier today in an inter-squad practice. So hopefully uh, he can go ahead and, and Christian Wood become a really, really good part of the rotation going forward. So he can circle that game later on against the Bucks, but we'll see. But here today to talk about LeBron, because it's season 21 and what should we expect heading into lebron's 21st season in the nba that will best fit him as far as the type of output number of games we talked about the number of minutes we're looking at but what can we truly expect from lebron's 21st season and here today to discuss that good man indeed 
He is having internet trouble, but he's with us right now. It is the guy behind Simblades, Simblades with Y.com, and of course, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. Looks like you're stable. All is good. You're not popping in and out like a ghost. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. We talked a little bit yesterday about the minutes restrictions that you would like to put on LeBron, which you and I both know, you know, he does whatever he wants to and would check himself into a game if he has to. So I think if roughly we get around 30 to 31 minutes of LeBron. What are we expecting in the 21st season, the number of games? And just basically at this point in time, if you really want AD to step up as the number one, what we, what do we expect for LeBron in season 21? <clears throat> this team doesn't really have a number one. It's more of a one, one, eight, one B and LeBron crowning, if you will, AD as the number one is grandstanding a little. LeBron isn't the type of player that isn't going to be one. He's going to be the one. And Year 21 for an NBA player is unprecedented, really, uh, in terms of being a player that is at the top of his game. Uh, in his 20th season, he averaged almost 30 points a game. That's just never happened, and I don't know if it will ever happen. Maybe it will since, you know, technology and, and health and all those things. It could happen again, but it's 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 not likely. Uh, as far as LeBron's season and what what can happen, uh, obviously that's going to depend on uh, the activity. If if he does indeed play only thirty minutes a game, I believe he'll end up playing about seventy to seventy two games this year, and that that would be sufficient enough for the Lakers to have him enough to where I believe they'll get a top four seed in the playoffs, and his effectiveness will be in his ability to get to the basket with the lane likely being as open as, as it ever will be in his Laker career because I believe the Lakers have the talent to open that up for him with the, the shooting that we've seen so far. Should he do that? Should he be able to still get to the basket? Because that's really ultimately his, 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 the weapon that made him what he is. Uh, the Lakers are going to be in a very good spot in terms of winning because when LeBron gets to the basket and makes the basket, it's it's the most unempty points you can have. What does that mean? Well, there are plenty of guys that can score a lot of points and not really affect wins and losses. When LeBron goes to the basket and makes shots, especially if he gets and ones, it's very similar, not all the way, because I think Shaq's devastation in the way he got his two points did a mental thing to, to his opponents. But it's very similar in how the team does run into a kind of a lull and say, man, this this guy's going to you know pound us. I think Scott Pollard still has nightmares, Joe. Yeah, Scott Pol <laughs> Pollard was well. I mean, that whole line you had Vlade, you had Scott Pollard. Uh, no chance, no chance. But <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't actually center. Scott Pollard. No chance. <laughs> it wasn't actually Scott Pollard. I think guys like Dale Davis, uh, guys like Antonio Davis, guys that 
in any place on earth uh, would be the biggest, baddest guys on the on the planet. Yeah, those guys, you wouldn't mind walking down the he, dark alley. He would dunk over those two guys on him, and it, it looked like they were children. That's how I don't. I really don't think people really understood how powerful Shaq was. He is. Yeah. He was making grown. It's not even grown men. I'm a a grown man is like five eleven, maybe two hundred pounds, right? Would you say that's a good size grown man? These guys are 6'10", 250 to 260-pound men. And he would own them. Not one guy. Own them. Once he got that ball, once he extended. So LeBron's LeBron's layups are devastating to the opposition because when you have someone that big making those shots and you have his teammates around him that are also a threat, you're just not going to have a good chance at winning that 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 game. And that's that's what ultimately I think that LeBron needs to be uh, to, to be effective. He needs to be that guy that can get to the basket. The game four, the game that we blew after the second half, if you watch the first half, LeBron was going to the basket at will. Uh, I believe he ran out of gas and didn't go to the basket after that. The second half, never made a comeback and won the game. For the Lakers to win a championship, there's two things that the Lakers have to do. LeBron has to get to the basket on a regular basis, which means he needs to not play as many minutes so that he can do that through a four-quarter game. And uh, the players around him need to make sure that lane is open and making the shots. And that's kind of the same thing. By having the lane open, that means they're making their shots. And it's as simple as that. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. I've got Joe Soro with a full internet signal. All right. And also here today, a good man indeed is the man-man from Toronto. It is, of course, the guy who came out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and stop by and talk about LeBron in his 21st season. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Magic Man, great to have you here, my friend. Uh, You missed the opening with Joe. He has got a long conversation up ahead with his internet company. That's all I'll say. And as I was said in the chat yesterday, I really feel sorry for the internet rep that's going to get all earful of that. But beat it as it may, I'm glad to have you guys here. Magic Man, your thoughts. I agree with Joe and also Dante in the chat the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break, 30 minutes and under should be the plan. But in year 21, he still feels spry. You can see it in those brief glimpses. He puts out effort in the exhibition season. I'm not sure he'll comply with that type of plan in season 21. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he will either, but you never know, Drew. Speaking of which, we were told that Joe Soro was going to be on the phone with Frontier today. So I was hoping to get that update. But I guess, you know, the day got away from him. He's, he's got a busy action. man. He oh, owns he's actually got a business to run. Yes. Actually, I, I, I was on the phone for a total of five hours today. I had to go to Palm Springs for a project, actually, Palm Desert. I just did not have no, a it's chance. It's still the same thing. But it's, it's happening tomorrow morning. It's happening tomorrow morning. If you guys want me to record it and play it uh, later, I can. Well, they record it themselves. <laughs> we would love that. You know, that's what we should use a Patreon for, as far as just to have that conversation. No, that will, Gerald, that will be their test call. 
<laughs> they base all their customer service off this call that's going to happen tomorrow. Well, that's why they record calls. It's specifically yes. because of customers so like Joe. Hopefully they, hopefully they have an operator who's ready for Joe Soro. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yeah, this is an interesting topic. <clears throat> so if you had to encapsulate, you know, what to expect, there's only a like a handful of examples, Gerald. Uh, Will Chamberlain never played uh, into his 39th year. Uh, so he's out. There's no comparison. You can't compare LeBron to Wilt in that sense. Kareem, there was a dramatic drop-off, a drastic drop-off. This is when he started scoring in the teens, and then yes. last year he scored only seven points seven a points. game. Yeah, yes. Michael, again, can't really comp it because LeBron's going to be 39. Mike had a lot of great seasons at 35, 36. And but then he there took was, off, played baseball, then yeah. he came back. Then he came back, and then obviously there was a, a dramatic drop-off. He became drop a post-up off. player. Yeah, dramatic drop-off uh, in Washington. So really, Gerald, there are only like a handful of – um, careers that you can kind of, but they're not in, in. The, they're not in the NBA. They're in other sports. There's oh, they are. Like they are in the NBA. John Stockton played well into his forties, Gerald. Okay, um, but how? What was his drop off? It wasn't dramatic. It was noticeable, but it wasn't dramatic. And I think that's what we're hoping happens with LeBron, Gerald. Okay. Again, but I like it. Like, I like in his career to. Are you operate. guys? Are, are are you guys going by age or years in the league? I'm going by age and years in the league because that's why I'm going into. Tom that's Brady. yeah. It's very that's difficult to do because a lot of these guys played three and four years in college. So I don't think you should. You should base it off age. Yeah. Okay. Well, when, if we're basing when, it off age. Well, let me say well, this: if we're basing when Stockton, off age. When Stockton was 39, he was still an effective player in the NBA. Uh, 13 points, eight assists was his 30 age 39 year. Just to give you an idea. Right. And look you at you guys want to hear something. Look, you guys want to hold on, hold on, hold on, Joe. Gerald, look at the games played from 37 to 40. What What do you notice? Oh, he was he his last four seasons he played every single game. every single game. Yeah. yeah. So. It's and Carl Malone was playing, you know, 37, 38 minutes th- those last two seasons. So that's also, you know, a different comp because Carl was probably the most fit, conditioned athlete that uh, has ever walked through the door. If somebody can play 38 minutes at 38, 39 years old. Uh, so, really, Gerald, I mean, and Carl averaged 20 points when he was 39. So if you're looking at a comp of, you know, can LeBron average 28 and seven this year in less than 30 minutes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Tim Duncan couldn't do it. And Tim Duncan had a great year at 39 top 10 blocks. He was still top 20 in boards, but uh, as Joe has emphasized, that team was uh, built for depth. Like around those three guys, they insulated those three guys. Duncan had uh, a renaissance year, and you know it, it's it's gonna like you said, Gerald. It's like it's a balance here. He's not going to, I think, take that path that Duncan did. Uh, but at the same time, 
again, there's really no comp. There, there hasn't been a player in this position before at this age. So I would say, you know, I, I would bet against him averaging, you know, like 28 and 7 under 30, but I think he could get close to it. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> that, it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. Truly appreciate it. If you like what you see with our show, please go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. We've been on virtually every day for months now. So go ahead and join us six, seven days a week, each and every day here, right here at the Lakers fast break. Plus, go ahead and check out our not only our game action, on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, so you can watch the game along with us, but also as well the post-game shows, which we do each and every game right here, wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to LeBron, Joe, am I wrong in equating it to Tom Brady? You have equated LeBron and Tom Brady as far as the alignment of their careers and how great they were at this particular age of their career. Cause if you want to base it off of number of seasons, or if you want to base it off of age, I think probably the best comparison I could make for his level of greatness would be Tom Brady. Cause I don't find any basketball comparison with all due respect to magic man. There is no real comparison as far as that level of player that I see in the NBA that has ever succeeded at this age. I would probably have to say you go into other sports personally, as far as like a LeBron, uh, Tom Brady would be for me, but you know, I, you might feel differently. The question is, do you consider football quarterback in the NFL more taxing than playing as a number one option in the NBA? That's a good point. Excellent point. Because no. uh, a lot of there, I mean, the average quarterback has a longer lifespan and career span. That's because the rules point. are set in a way where you you protect the the quarterback, and we don't really know. We don't at this point. We don't really know if the quarterback in the NFL truly takes the beating that I would say they used to. Likely not, but we we're not there when they get sacked fifteen times during the year. I, I think. If you look back on Brady's career, you could say he probably got hit at least or sacked at least 15 to 20 times a year. But then you're also not counting the hits that aren't sacks. Does that take a toll? Is that more taxing? That That's the question that I actually, actually ask myself. Uh, I would say my initial instinct says it's harder to do what LeBron is doing because there really isn't any protection because you, your feet are hitting hardwood. Your feet are turning. 
your feet, your knees are turning, your knee, your, your body is, uh, you know, getting tweaked by someone D'ing you up and hitting you with their elbows and going to the line, uh, because you just got elbowed a little bit, you know, that that's, and that's uh, roughly 60 to 80 times throughout the year, uh, when you factor in the games and then obviously you have the, the playoffs too. So that's the question you need to answer first. If you can answer that question, then you'll know, okay, well, what's, what's, what can you really compare this to in terms of basketball? You can't compare it to anything. You can't compare it to anything really. It's just uh, guys like, uh, Robert Parrish guys like, uh, Kevin Willis guys like, Vince Carter were sh- were shells of the shells of themselves at at the age and the years that they put in that LeBron has put in. So you can't even put those guys in the category. Right now, LeBron is in a category that's not even close to anything, but in terms of comparison to, to Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady at 38 was a runner-up in for the MVP. Matter of fact, he was a runner-up for the MVP the following year as well, and then won the MVP at 40. <laughs> so I want you guys to put that in your minds real quick. And he, he threw was for a, five thousand. Well, he threw for five thousand three hundred sixteen yards at 44. To right, get and he was second in. in he's kind of like Jack Nicholson, man. He has been second in the MVP, like Jack Nicholson was. Uh, I believe he was runner-up in the majors. 19 times yeah jack nicholas yes jack nicholas jack nicholas was runner-up 19 times he's won 18 majors tom brady has a similar resume in terms of mvps he's won three mvps but he's been second three times i'm sorry four times uh you know take that for what it's worth bottom line is lebron is what lebron is doing is unprecedented and he's not done yet if he plays a full season this year and doesn't burn out during the playoffs, and the team is set. The team is set in terms of health going to the, in the playoffs. Did I say Jack Nicholson? I'm sorry, I meant Jack. Nicholas. You said Jack Nicholas. I know, but I yeah, sorry, I meant Jack, Jack Nicholas, guys. I know, I know who Jack Nicholas versus Jack Nicholson. Uh, and if if he can, if if he gets through this season with a championship, I just don't see how you cannot really say anything anymore about LeBron. It's, it's really over. The debate of him being the greatest basketball player of all time, that's a debate that will never stop. I, I don't believe it'll it'll matter in the end because I still believe Michael Jordan was the best basketball player ever. And I think Kobe Bryant's the second best basketball player ever in terms of skill, no weaknesses, and just, just in terms of basketball. But this is including accomplishments. I just don't think I've ever seen anybody better than Michael and Kobe in terms of basketball, those guys just happen to accomplish things as well. And then you have LeBron James, who's been obviously a, a, an amazing player. And he can he can set a whole new trend here uh, with his resume, maybe even more than Kareem. You could use Kareem as also a barometer in terms of accomplishments and longevity, right? Longevity accomplishments, Kareem is kind of where he's playing right now. And he might, he might have exceeded it a little bit especially if he wins a title this year. Uh, but that's that's kind of how it is. And, and one thing I want to make very clear, guys, uh, it doesn't get talked about enough. LeBron has won three championships 
with three different teams and won finals MVP in those three times. Now, he's won four total, but I mean, in terms of franchises he's played for. No one talks about that. No one talks about that. That's a that's a very like I don't think we might Do you ever think see they that hold again. The decision so much against him. That's part of it. Honestly. Um, that's really stupid. okay. I, I got something for you guys, stupid. Sean. You're gonna like this. This this brings that's in really stupid specious reasoning. If they do, that's really dumb. But it, you know, people still hold on to things. Oh, like that. I got an answer for you on that one. Okay. So, Albert Einstein was teaching a class. I just oh, here we go. This. Okay, you ready? He was doing the uh, one times nine is nine, two times nine is 18, three times nine is 27. And he went all the way to nine times 10 and put 91. And the whole class laughed. <laughs> Obviously, I don't wasn't there. I'm going to embellish and say they were probably calling him like, hey, you're Albert Einstein, and what the hell? When I was hearing the story develop, I knew there was something coming up, right? I mean, come on. This is Albert Einstein, right? So Albert Einstein goes, look at you guys. I just gave you the right answer. How many times? Until I get to the one answer that wasn't right, and you guys jumped on me like, like a piranha on, on, on a leg that goes into a lake, right? It's, it, and this is back when, guys? This is not now. This is not social media. This is not, you know, modern world stuff, okay? This is human behavior that's always been there. They got on him for one mistake. One. And this thing with the decision wasn't even a mistake. He's a free agent. He didn't demand to be traded. He got on TV I'd say if anybody has any room to be angry, the Cavs. If I was a Cavs fan or the organization, they have the right. But Joe Schmo or whatever jackass that's out there that's living a life, sorry, I had to say it, and and is angry at LeBron. What, what are you angry at LeBron? What, what are Laker fans? Why do you care? Why do you care about the decision? I didn't care. But all these people, oh, my. God, I can't believe he did this. Did what? What did he do? He went in front of Jim Gray, told everybody I'm going to South Beach, which is technically wrong. You know, going to Miami. But sorry, it's it, it, it's that's not LeBron. That's people. That's the, the that that resentment of success. I call it the resentment of success. People that are just waiting. They're just waiting for you to screw up just a little. And Allen Iverson was doing an interview with Stephen A. Smith in the, like, early 2000s about this. He goes, man, you make one mistake, and, man, they're going to be on you like flies on Sean's ass. <laughs> Sean, do you, do you care to reciprocate on that? About I, said flies on said no, ass? No, no. What am I going to respond with? That's why I, I said know. it. Okay. It's got right. you off guard. Yeah. Well, it's it catch anybody off guard. How? How the? Oh, I. You almost had two there, Gerald. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'll get back to that. That's that's a melon scratcher. 
But also here today, a good man indeed. Please go ahead and check out his awesome channel each and every time out. It is Empire Jeff from Empire Jeff TV. Jeff, great to have you here. You did come in. Uh, it's a mini rant. It was a mini rant by Joe. A little, That's, speed, a little speed bump. Yeah, rant. yeah. Let speed him have rant. some more. Let him have some more internet troubles with Frontier Internet. Oh. Then, like he's having the past couple of days, then you will really see the fire come out of Joe. But one of the things I want to ask you when it comes to LeBron, uh, actually, Darren, in our best chat, Lakers chapman that's out there, Lakers yeah, yeah. Go, go Ger- ahead, Ger- Gerald. Just, sure. just a hot take. The, the. <laughs> Hopefully, not about the flies. No, not about the flies. But the best neighborhoods in South Beach are on Collins Avenue, not Ocean Drive. Hmm. Just, just. It depends that what your. It depends what your objectives are. Five there. <laughs> there They're giving give each there, other a virtual five. There you go. All right. <laughs> see, well, you don't need the... to worry about that with Apple because they didn't there see it. <laughs> well, one of the things that, that's true. Good point. One of the things, Jeff, though, uh, that Darren brought up in our chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, Lakers fast break. He said with the Brondos, three different stacks teams, Joe. He never won with the scrubs in the league, like the narrative pontificates. So your thoughts on this, and then we'll get it to Joe. We'll get it to you, but let Jeff get in here, his thoughts. I want to know, understand LeBron's legacy in your eyes, because we're trying to figure out in year 21, what should he play? What amount should he be at for this season in order for him to be at the best LeBron that you can get under these circumstances for the playoff run? So basically we're trying to look at who LeBron is at this point in time in his career? Uh, for the first part uh, about the question in the chat about LeBron on stacked teams, I guess it determines what you consider a stacked team. Um, almost everyone who has won has had a borderline stacked team. So as you look around, I mean, if there's no 2008 Celtics being formed, does that heat even get formed? You know what I mean? It's just guys trying to outdo each other because they have to react to what these other teams are doing. Uh, Braun re- reacted to the Celtics. KD reacted to Braun. And it's just been kind of trying to one-up each other from there. So as far as stacked teams go, I guess it depends on how great you think Chris Bosh was and all those other kind of minimum deals they built around him. So I don't know about super stacked teams compared to like, you know what I mean, like those 80s Celtics, the 80s Lakers. I mean, Kobe and Shaq is like having four superstars on one team. So it's it's like, I don't know how you, it just sounds to me like people want to hate them. So if they want to hate him, there's nothing you can do to change their mind. And uh, I wasn't really a quote-unquote Braun guy. Still really not a Braun guy, but he's a Laker. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to root against the best player on my team. Uh, but I think a lot of it is um, going into it. The Jordan guys don't like him. The Kobe guys, a lot of them don't like him. And uh, I'm a Kobe guy. So I didn't want to be that Kobe fan that hated on Braun like Jordan fans hated on Kobe out the gate. You know, so I've always kind of never really rooted for Braun until he became a Laker, but I think the stacked deck thing is kind of crazy because multiple players had multiple teams that were quote-unquote stacked. So that's that part. Second part as far as uh, – I went a little long on that one. trying to forget about the his legacy, <laughs> About his legacy overall, you know, and then trying to relate it to his 21st season. Well, there's, a the conver- Lakers- there's kind of a convergence of two, of those two, two uh, sides there, Gerald, because, like, there's – always been that narrative that first of all sports illustrated called him the chosen one yeah he tattooed it on his back but they're the ones that that uh um foisted that title on him and he didn't ask them to do it they did it themselves then 
as we've said talked about the decision happens and jeff is right a lot a lot of it is, it is hate a lot of it is misunderstanding because that chosen one was a media narrative gerald it was made up by the media and obviously it's like we talked about it before we understand what the means to the end is it's about access and the more the more praise the more butt kissing you do the more access you're probably going to be granted on top of that the whole kobe lebron um narrative i never understood because their games were never alike i never compared kobe and lebron like side by side to nope. me they were they were two two planets in the same universe just on opposite sides of the of the uh um transparent spectrum but the fact of the matter is is that again that was invented too like the puppets was a great those puppets were great fodder those were the best commercials that they ever made um second is little penny they they made Lil their penny bones off, yeah little penny was great with chris rock but they made their bones off that one and then the the kobe and uh lebron puppets were just fantastic and but again Gerald, that was another media narrative that you know because lebron at that time kobe was the best player in the nba unquestioned but then got to make the narrative here's lebron LeBron is uh, LeBron's secretary and Kobe Sham, so we gotta give the we gotta give the light to LeBron. And meanwhile, Gerald, this is all converging, right? Because everybody wants to hate on them for the from the beginning up until now, right? There are some Laker fans out there who I remember them saying, and Jeff will remember this too. Oh, I'm not gonna be a Laker fan as long as LeBron uh, dons the purple and gold. There are people that still say that now. Yeah, you're and they're 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 absolutely absurd, ridiculous. I mean, your your logic has turned 180. It's uh it's gone somewhere else. And um, I don't really consider you a true Laker fan if you're willing to just stop supporting the colors and the team because there's a certain player on there that you don't like or you don't agree with or you can't stand. And so you're just going to reject outright what uh, what you support for really absurd reasoning. Well, I will say, though, that the debate goes back and forth in the chat. Uh, it is truly appreciated. But uh, before I get back to Joe, Jeff, uh, basically, how would you structure the season ahead for LeBron James in season 21? Again, to try and get the best out of him come the playoffs when we need him the most. I, I think I, I wouldn't particularly like to see him go more than 30 a game if, if, if it could be avoided. Um, well, camera switched up. Uh, if they, uh, if they can be avoided, I'd rather not have them go uh, more than 30 minutes a game. I'd like to, you know, get him to like normal, normal rest and save that energy the best as possible. The thing is, is health is AD going to be on the floor enough. Um, is this team going to find chemistry and be able to stay in our blowout, you know, teams early to where you can limit him to those minutes. Uh, but that would be my plan to keep him about 30 minutes. But you can try that with LeBron, but he may not agree with it. So um, we got to see how that plays out. Is he going to be open to that? Um, LeBron might still be trying to, you know, pad this legacy with scoring. He may have a number in his mind that he wants to get to and just blow it out the water. I don't know what his objective is. But uh, if it were me, I would say, you know, pay me 25 to 30 um, if we're winning and then try to stay fresh from there so he doesn't have those burned out legs and taking stupid threes in the playoffs, you know, 
10 feet behind the three point line instead of passing it to someone else. And, and uh, I guess my main thing with him would just be the minutes and just not as many threes this year. And, uh, and then kind of just get him where he fits in. Like, I think LeBron can average 20 in his sleep, but I think he's wise enough to realize they got a roster. Now, if he involves these guys and gets them going and gets their stats kind of inflated, then uh, the team is better and he'll be more rested and he'll be better in the long run. So um, if he can kind of do those things, let D'Lo kind of let D'Lo have a role of handling the ball, um, kind of save some of his energy there, which could then, you know, step up his energy on defense too. So um, I just kind of think if they can keep him at the 30 minute mark, keep him healthy. And uh, they've got that excuse clause for him on the back-to-backs. So if they, you know, if they're, if they're right, if they're, Start off strong. Their record is strong. I'd probably try to get him to miss as many of those back-to-backs as possible with the, with that excuse rule. And uh, just take it. try to take it easy. He's going to be, what, 39 in December? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you hear Dame talk about it. He's talking about, like, it's easy to play at 38, 39. So, uh, Dame out here talking crazy. So, um, it's not. And it's only going to get harder. And as great as LeBron is and as great as he was last year and as great as he'll probably be again this year, um, every year he's going to start getting more tired towards the end of the season. And so if they can preserve that energy and uh, save him for when we are going to need him the most, that would be ideal. Joe, uh, Intel Wild in the chat says stack teams can be disappointments too. Just look at the, the Clippers from last year and then also several teams. Like, for instance, when uh, Brooklyn had, you know, their stack lineup, you know, and there's been other examples where these stack teams, these super teams just have really not done well. So, I think that when we go talk about LeBron's legacy, you know, there's a determination whether or not I know Darren's on one side of the fence and you're on the other in regards to the stack lineups are concerned. But what do you compare if LeBron, let's say LeBron wins this year, do you compare it to this lineup that he has with him, a stacked lineup as far as it's concerned? Because the depth on this team is great, but the number of superstar players is not as i mean there's there's not a triumvirate there's not a list of hall of fame players that he's playing with there's a lot of really strong players and really good deep team but this is a different team altogether than i think he's ever had before Uh, there's a difference between stack team and a team full of superstars in their prime yeah and comparing the last let's say 15 years uh, of this uh super team uh culture that started with the Celtics in the NBA up until 1988 there were only 23 teams in the NBA that means 105 players less in the league which means you needed you you had more talent spread out to 23 teams versus 30 teams so to say that teams were stacked when they were winning championships in the 80s yeah there's some truth to that but that's just that's because there was very there was seven less teams in the NBA. You had the Celtics had Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. Uh, Four of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Then you had the Lakers with Kareem, Magic, Worthy, all in the Hall of Fame. And then they had Bob McAdoo. They had Jamal Wilkes, all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Granted, uh, Bob McAdoo was kind of at the tail end of his career. Jamal somewhat a little bit at the tail end of his career as well. So, you can't really compare the eighties before 88 and I, and even in 88, they only added uh, Minnesota and Orlando's 25 teams up until uh, the uh, Toronto and Vancouver teams came in in 1995. So with that, uh, 
you have to understand, and, and you guys have heard me say this, context. Context is important. Even Gerald Glassford has a problem with context. Right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> context is important in life. Okay. I want you guys to hear two stories about the loyal ones, right? The great loyal ones. Matter of fact, we have one recently. Dame Lillard was loyal to Portland. And what happened? Couldn't win anything, right? The most popular one of the last 20 years, I'd say, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, almost identical to Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard in that he made one conference final in his time in Minnesota being a loyal guy. So would you all be patting LeBron on the back? And saying, hey, LeBron, hey, look, you stayed loyal in Cleveland. Sure, you didn't win any championships, but we like you. No. You know what they would have done? Ah, this guy can't win anything. So LeBron told you all, okay, Dan Gilbert sucks. Cleveland sucks. I'm sorry. No one wants to go to Cleveland. Even Chris Bosh didn't want to go to Cleveland. So, and, and LeBron asked him. And I think Dwayne Wayne said, yeah, I'm not going there either, right? I don't know if that's true, but I know the Chris Everyone Bosch, said no. The Everyone. Chris Bosch one was for sure. So now, what do you want LeBron to do? Do you want him to have a career like Damian Lillard? Do you want him to have a career like, like, like Kevin Garnett? If you guys don't know how the NBA works, if you don't draft superstars in Cleveland or Portland or Minnesota, you ain't getting squat over there. So what LeBron did was, I got to get out of here. And he did. And to say he had a stacked team, mm, two championships in four years, mm, no, I wouldn't say they were stacked. It was basically three guys and a bunch of minimum-type players. That, you know, good role players, but still minimum. It was a three-man team. So I'm not going to get on, on, on LeBron on that. I don't really care. Again, there's a reason why it's free agency. He didn't. He has never demanded a trade, by the way, guys. He has actually been pretty good at just rolling with the rules. Hey, if I'm a free agent, I'm going to go here. If I, you know, if I want to sign an extension, I'll, I'll sign an extension. So no one talks about that, of course, because that doesn't fit their narrative. Now, I'm not going to front. LeBron is not my guy either. But that's a, probably a generational thing. That's a mentality thing. LeBron is a, is a nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy to the heart. He's a nice person. He He's decent, you know. Uh, guys like Kobe are, and, you know, Jeff, I'm sure you can uh, confirm this, or at least from, you know, he, he's a killer. We like killers. That's how we are. We're That's how I'm wired. I like killers. I want people that are like assassins. Kobe. Yeah, assassins. That's just, that's who I am. But th that doesn't mean LeBron isn't effective. I mean, he's already won a championship. He's already put a banner up there. So any Laker fan that's upset uh, and still not liking LeBron, yeah, you you got to go kind of reevaluate your thoughts. Now, if it's something outside basketball, because I've been pretty adamant about LeBron's. If and, it's and something reason, outside of basketball, I-D-G-A-R-A, it don't matter. Right. It don't matter. Right. Now, and that's the point. The point is you can still comment because you have friends, you have family members who say stupid things too. 
You don't disown them, do you? I mean, some people do because they're stupid. Sometimes I would like to. Okay. Just because someone <laughs> does I something <laughs> and you like them and they do something dumb and you say it's dumb, doesn't mean you just went to the other side where Gerald Glassford is. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, that doesn't mean that. Guys, we can criticize our family, our friends. That's better like, than the flies on the right? ass comment. Right. So, <laughs> you, you, gotta you, open, get you open Pandora's box. So, you, you got to deal with it now. So, now, we're at a position now. And the reason why I would get angry at him is I, I want you to be informed if you're going to talk about something important. If you're not informed, you're going to look like an idiot and I'm going to call you out. I don't go around talking about astrophysics. You know, somebody tells me Pluto's a planet. Okay. And then next week, it's not a planet. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess I can go research it. I don't have freaking time to go research astrophysics. I'm sorry, I don't right now. But I'm going to believe the people who are educated there, right? So that aside, LeBron James is going to be a Laker longer than a Miami Heat already. And if he goes into Tom Brady mode, he could end up playing for the Lakers more than Cleveland. And if he wins another title, Laker fans are going to have to realize that there might be another statue out there. <laughs> it could be LeBron James. So get over it, guys. Again, you can be angry. You can say something about someone doing something dumb in your opinion, but get over it. We're here to watch basketball. LeBron's a great basketball player. I want Banner 18. Let's go get it. And that's how I look at that. And and, and also, real quick, I think when you talk about the off-the-court stuff, I think the problem is LeBron never gave anyone any off-the-court off the stuff. So they have nothing to do but just to hate anything on the court. He never gave him anything to, to really punish him for. So there's and no also one, behind the scenes stuff. No, he's, 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 he buttons up. He keeps it, he keeps yeah. it tight. Also, keep in mind that when they said that, the, you know, the league coming in the narrative with Braun, it was also around the time where Kobe was getting in trouble. So they sent that the Braun, they escalated that quick because Kobe was going to be that, you know, the, the media donning and the, and, and then the pitch guy for the next five, 10 years. So when Colorado happened, they just rushed LeBron even further on that. So there's a lot of things that, that, that kind of led to that. And there's a lot of, you know, Kobe fans that are upset because, LeBron kind of got anointed and pushed probably a little too early, but there was a reason for that. And um, it's just a weird thing that the amount of people who wake up every morning to hate on this grown man is just, it's, it's not just it's him, something uh, I never Jeff, understand. It's not just him. It's, it's their miserable lives. Yeah, they hate on crazy, family man. members. I dude, I was in a, a lawyer's office with people arguing about their dead parent money, you know? And by the way, I was in there after my father passed away and I'm telling the lawyer, just give the money to my sister. I don't want to talk about this. I'm freaking devastated. Yeah, and so that's the difference between <laughs> right. those people are are out there, and whether it's LeBron, whether it's their family, whether it's their neighbor, whether it's themselves, they're just miserable human beings. They're missing they're missing something here from their upbringing or whatever that's gone on in their life. But it's 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 a it's a waste of life and it's a waste of time and it should get called out. And we will I will call it out. LeBron James, and by the way, I'm not going to sit here and say LeBron. I'm not going to give him an award for not getting in trouble. I know a lot of these guys get in trouble, but you're supposed to not get in trouble. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be a good family man when you have a family. That's not – I'm not going to 
give him a medal for but that. You got to remember, there, the microscope is on him a mm-hmm. lot more. I mean, the paparazzi. That's just just the fact he is because he's more out in the club. And that was the part. And that you're right, Gerald. And that part when you're not when you're not when there's you're more spe- chances for him to slip up. Correct. And where I had a problem with him wasn't his. When I say outside the court, it was the social part of things. There was things he said and did that were not true. And when you have someone that popular and people who look up to him, if you're not informed and you're making a statement, you're going to dilute the message. You got to be careful. You know, you got to be careful. Don't, if you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it. Say, hey, look, this is an unfortunate thing. I'm not saying BPC. I'm saying if you don't know anything about it, don't talk about it and say that you act like you do. And that's it. Other than that, we're here to watch basketball at the end of the day, guys. These are basketball players. I'm sorry. I don't take – I don't look at athletes. I mean, Magic Johnson, yes, what he's done for the world. I mean, it's amazing. But I, I didn't – I don't look at those guys. I look at those guys from a sports standpoint. That's that's what I know them for, and that's what I what I follow. I, I If they do other things for humanity, hey, God bless them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy they do that. But I don't look at it. I don't look at that. I look at it at the, at the sport. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Joe, PMC's asking in the chat, if he likes to stream, will you give him a kiss? <laughs> oh, God. What is that? If what? <laughs> will I get a kiss from Joe if I like to stream? Care up, Joe. Oh, that, that was from something today, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know what I stumbled into. I think I, I read something about Mike Tyson. Uh, See, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Sorrow is very smart. This is what we call deflecting. <laughs> uh, uh, look, uh, let me let me tell you guys something. In, in my culture, we kiss uh, grown men on the cheek when we meet them. You know, kind of like you've seen Italians do it, right? Yeah, we're uh, from friggin' Europe too. What are so, you? What's your point? right? It's a European thing. There you go. Good. Now that's the extent of me kissing another man. Sorry, I, I don't kiss men. Okay, all right. So no, back no, to... no magic and Isaiah situation going on. That, that's fine. That's that's a that's a greeting. That's a greeting. But as far as uh, yeah, uh, as far as the other stuff, uh, yeah, that's not gonna. That, what is, what is, what does Hogan say, uh, Gerald, in, in all his interviews? That's not gonna work for me, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> his, his reaction, I'm going to, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Empire Jeff from Empire Jeff TV, along with Joe Sorrell from Simblades.com. Also as well, Magic Man, right there for you as well. The Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Magic Man, let me ask you this, bringing it back to LeBron. Uh, I noticed in our chat over the past few games, there's been some. Uh, that have been saying how the Lakers seem to be playing better when LeBron is not in the game. And, you know, I don't know what the plus minus bears that out. I know LeBron looks like, you know, he's had a couple brief moments where he's felt spry. The other moments where where he's been in the game, he just feels like he's cruising. 
and just getting into shape or whatever shape he's already not in, which he looks still, even at this age, closing in on 39, still looks in fantastic shape. So your thoughts, my friend, on this, you know, <laughs> there's still, again, I don't want to say LeBron hating, but again, LeBron at this stage of his career, you know, as we saw Empire Jeff pointed out, you know, the first thing I would do as well to say to LeBron, you got to cut down on those threes, you know, you got to go to the basket more, maybe distribute a little bit more at this age. These are the things I would also suggest to, to him, similar to what Empire Jeff is saying, but I'm hearing more, a little bit more and more about the individuals out there saying that maybe the team plays a lot better or plays better, period, without LeBron in the game. What do you say to folks like that? You're out of your goddamn mind. Okay. How so? Uh, well, <laughs> stop that right now. <laughs> he was just asking for a high five, that's all. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's the guy. All right, I'll give that guy a high five. All right, fair enough. Anyway, fair yeah, enough. Um, like, at Gerald, at this point, I think people are just, oh, my God. It's like, I think it's, a, it's an attraction to your own criticism about nitpicking in the weeds. It's, you know, I, I think if a lot of these people could run into their own arms onto the beach, they would. Um Quite frankly, <clears throat> first of all, it's preseason. So, I mean, any any tangible, fungible numbers you think you can um, expound out of that, I mean, throw it out, throw it out the window. It's preseason. Games don't count. Process counts, but the games don't. Uh, secondly, um, you know the. First of all, secondly, they should play better with him off the court because, uh, 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 frankly, Gerald, it's been a while since uh, since a team with LeBron James on it could say something like that because usually he's coming into uh, a second quarter when, you know, you go to the first quarter with a plus four, plus six, and you come back and you're down seven to ten. Um so the fact that they're building up a lead now, uh, damn right they should. They're professionals. This is what their job is supposed to be. So I don't really think it should come as both, A, a shock that the the bench is this productive, and C, that somehow that's uh, a negative reflection on LeBron. Well, how is it not a positive reflection? As if they know that they need to either keep up the, the pace of play or um, enhance it. Like what? What? There's always an attraction with the negative. Have you always? Have you seen that, Gerald? In life, there's yes. just there's just an attraction to the negative. Uh, my father, my father talked about that a lot. He said, "Never be attracted to the negative. Always be attracted to the positive." And um, you know, I, I I think that's what I'm looking at. It's actually a good thing playing well with him on the bench. You know. How many, how many t- Gerald, seriously, when he was watching this team last year, I would have really loved to have one of those, like, Edward Nigma like, <laughs> machines to actually 
hear what he's actually thinking about what he's watching because that's I'm such sure... an underrated performance by Jim Carrey. I really think that's an underrated performance. Oh, 100%. In as the Riddler in Batman Forever, people Come piss on. on that movie all the time. And yeah, I they, that, that, I, yeah, they I think do. They're just missing out on a, on a great Jim Carrey performance. That was a great Jim Carrey performance. It was 100% agreed. And uh, just in saying that, uh, just off that, uh, just off that analogy there, yeah, just to just to hear his own internal thoughts about what he was watching because they couldn't they couldn't hold they couldn't hold the lead even with him injured. So I'm sure he's happy. He's very buoyant about all this, Gerald, because it, it means that at this point in time, if they are playing that well, then he can he can like really nitpick his efficiency where he wants to cut people up, where he thinks the, the team needs a boost. Um, you know, th- this is why you got him, and this is why you got the depth. So let me ask you this, Jeff. When it comes to LeBron, uh, how are you gauging his season this year? How are you gauging about what his his season will be like? Because, you know, I see numbers all over the place as far as what people are expecting. Some are still expecting the high 20s <clears> as far as points a game. Others are like, in, uh, I think it was PMC that, that dropped a 19 a game. Or was it Intel? I think it was PMC. But when it comes to it right now, it doesn't matter to me as far as the statistics. I think they are going to drop. They are going to drop probably a, quite a bit with the, the kind of depth that the Lakers have. The key, I think, is just trying to go ahead and make sure he is, I guess, is in good a shape as possible for a playoff run. How would you gauge that? How, how do you gauge his success for this season? That's a good question. As far as gauging his success... It will probably be more or less of to Intel me. Until Wilds said 19. 19. Sorry. 19. Sorry. To me, the best way to gauge his his season of success is how many games does he play? That's what I would look at. So a healthy season above all is where it is at. But if you look at LeBron is LeBron cares more about his stats than people think. Um so I would look at his career average and I think it's like 27 a game. Um it's somewhere around there. Uh, somewhere we let me look real quick. Hold on, uh, I know he's like 27, I think 27, 27.2 points per game. Okay, it's gonna be somewhere near there, <laughs> all right, because LeBron wants to keep his averages up. So, I don't know if that means he comes out aggressive if he fills in the middle quarters, but I, I don't see LeBron averaging less than 25. Now, maybe in bursts, I don't know. I just I don't know if he's ready to, to, to take that step where he's like, okay, I'm gonna go down to 20. I don't know if he has that in him to do it. So um, averages mean a lot more than, than, than people think. And if he has a, even though this is his 21st season, a 20 point per game season won't drop his average crazy, but I don't think he wants that on the, on, on his, on his career stat sheet. I think he wants to go out of this every, you know, for this portion of 25 and up, if you look at the majority of his career and uh, I see him kind of still aiming for that. But my thing, the great success for him would be, would be games played. If he plays anything, um, Anything north of 70 games, that's a win. Obviously, he's going to probably try to pay the 65 because he wants some more awards. So um, anything above 70 games and anything north of uh, 20 points a game, I think would be a success for him. I would like to see his assists go back up to the 2020 range, but it's going to be hard to do that if we want Austin and D'Lo and those guys have the ball in their hands more too. So I don't know what their philosophy is. I don't know if they're going to plan to have D'Lo be the point guard and LeBron just goes in and says, nope, it's me. Or if it's LeBron's open to letting those guys have the ball, that's that'll change everything. 
So um, if he's willing to let D'Lo and Reeves have the ball more, then I could see his stats dropping. But he is yet at any point that I've seen him and willing to actually do that. Do you see that possibly being the case, Joe, as far as him allowing more usage by D'Lo and Austin and allowing him to go ahead and be more of an off-ball player? I mean, that was also suggested in our chat yesterday is they really think that LeBron should give it a try as an off-ball player. Maybe a little bit more catch and shoot. I don't know, something just Mm. where he, he gives himself better shots selection because what he was doing last season as he got more fatigued and more fatigued, taking more shots outside from longer range with lower accuracy. I just don't think that's the answer. I just don't think that's the answer for him at this stage of his career, especially with the team that's around him that could do really good things this season, Joe. If Jeff's correct on the fact that LeBron cares about his stats, that's not a good sign. I agree. We cannot, (laughs) I agree. We cannot afford, we cannot afford for LeBron to be thinking about his stats uh this is about a game by game assessment of his usage so that you can have him fresh for the end of the year so obviously it's going to be a little tough for him to play probably 28 30 minutes in the Denver or Phoenix games at the beginning of the year if i if, if unless the lakers get to a massive lead and they don't relinquish it so those are the games that he's going to play, let's say, 35 minutes, which is what he played last year. But what's important is the 40 games that he plays against subpar teams where he needs to make sure he's not playing a lot. And <clears throat> LeBron ha- is the high- is is the scoring champion in terms of all time. He will score 40,000 points at some point. I just don't think anyone's ever going to get to 40,000 points. Uh, they would have to have an immaculate career uh, like LeBron, which there's only really been one, which is Kareem. So, and even then, I who cares? You're you're, you're going to be judged by winning a championship this year. If you average 20 points and have five rebounds and five assists this year, and you win the championship, no one gives two hoots about your overall point percentage all time or your stats this year. LeBron is not – I don't think LeBron is dumb. I think he understands that. He's not going to score 20. I don't think it's going to be that. I, don't, I mean, I'd see – let's say 23, 24 maybe. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. 23, 24, playing 30 minutes a game, 29 minutes. That's a, that's a good trade-off. And in the end, that means the Lakers are winning. The Lakers uh, brass are handling their business. And we've got some proof that they already did it in big games. The Lakers maintained leads in the playoffs, and they didn't have the players included in, in what they have now. They didn't have Gabe Vincent. They didn't have Torian Prince, who's, who's going to be the fifth starter. They didn't have those guys on top of that. So the Lakers already got a little bit of a practice on LeBron kind of being the floater and LeBron being on the bench and actually extending leads when when he sat down during leads. And we've seen in the preseason already, every game they've played, they came out into a – they've played well out the gate with leads. So I'm I'm using playoffs and this and the fact that they've added more talent to assessing the beginning of the year as uh, why can't they continue that trend? This is basketball. It's not like football. Like – 
Uh, Steelers were amazing this year uh, in preseason. They looked like the, the Kansas City Chiefs on offense. And then, it's, of course, as soon as preseason ended, they looked like this Pittsburgh Steelers offense in the first couple of games. So it's different in football. It's different. You know, basketball, I, I, even if it's a preseason game, a lot of times you can still see a lot. But we also saw it in the playoffs, and I don't see how if it worked in the playoffs last year with uh, a burnt-out LeBron and AD and the, and the guys in general, I don't see how you got fresh team now, fresh superstars with more talent, how that's not going to at least somewhat continue. Magic Man, let me hit you up this question from Intel Wild in the Super Chat. And thanks so much again, Intel Wild, for your generosity and kindness for the Super Chat. He says adding Make playoff sure you games. Send me that check, by the way. They're right there. Send it to me. There you go. All right. Braun has played the most games oh, ever. All right, me. I'll come and find Can you. I finish this super chat question, please? <laughs> and I'm asking our encyclopedia, although you are an encyclopedia yourself, adding playoff games. Braun has just played the most games, period, across the NBA history. Is that correct? Ahead of Kareem? Is that is that correct, Sean? Both playoffs and regular season combined offhand i i i think that's true but i'm i can't be i can't be sure gerald i can't be sure uh let me let me we'll look it up it here for you here he's played he's played he's head of robert parish yes yes i think parish is actually number one though okay so i'm not mistaken Let's put uh, Parrish, is, Parrish number is number one. Uh, yes, 1,611 is. games. Kareem, 1,560. Vince then, Carter, 1,541. Carter, yeah. LeBron needs, an, I think, another season, season and a half to get, 14, ahead, of, to get ahead of Vince, Gerald. Yeah. Oh, so. these, are regular, these are regular season games. So yes, so, regular season and, and playoffs and combined. Yeah, combined. So let's go ahead and let's go to NBA playoff games. Uh, that's it, it would be LeBron and Kareem would be one, two. I think I'm LeBron sure. beat Kareem, though. I, I heard, think, I heard I think LeBron's that one's Kareem. Kareem. That one's Kareem. If you guys want to know why, if you guys want to know why, so here's the difference between Kareem and LeBron in his years. So, uh, but anyway, we we, 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 we were right. Just didn't have the uh, didn't know who was one or two. But those guys would be one and two. He's 94 games away from the top. So if he plays two seasons, he probably gets that. Kareem played 62 games. That was his lowest output in 20 years. And then 65 was the next one. And then everything else was like 76, 79, and then 80 and 82. So he played. Right now, right now he's at, uh, I think, a total of 1703. Is that the number Very of close. games he has? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He Very also close. has the highest point per game average of all, the, of all those guys with the games. Kobe second, Malone third, Kareem fourth, Shaq. So he's close. Whatever. He's close. Mm-hmm. He's close to getting it. Uh, but I don't think he's there yet. Robert Parrish is still number one, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah. Is. So Robert Parrish with 184 plus. His well, no, no. Robert Parrish is second with playoff games. Kareem's number one with playoff games. 1797. But no, I meant total combined. Six, total yeah, that's, combined. that's what I got. 1797, Kareem. Uh, 1795, Parrish. LeBron is 1703. There you go. So he's 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 94 games away from uh, Kareem beat Parrish by two games. Um, so Braun is 1703, Kareem 1797. He needs 94 more games combined to get number one. So, and if he so, plays two seasons, he'll probably get yeah, it. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get it. Great question there, Intel. Truly appreciate the super chat. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us right here. 
course, got Empire Jeff TV, got Joe Sorrell with his internet is fine right now. So truly appreciate that. And Magic Man Sean Grice. Before we head on out, guys, I wanted to ask you this. So there was a trade in the NBA today. Uh, you wanted to ask if any tra- contract out there is untradeable. The answer is no. And proving that again, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, was traded today from Houston to OKC uh, in a package involving some swap of picks, but also as well, Houston getting Victor Oladipo and I think Robinson Earl is who they picked up in return in regards to that. But for OKC, who also eventually, uh, actually in that same breath, waived Kevin Porter Jr., mm-hmm. they got rid of two spots. Because uh, they were, I think, at 19 con- uh, players as far as with, with contracts, with guaranteed contracts going into training camp. And they're getting m- much, much closer to trying to get only 15 guys in the camp, which leads yeah. me to the question. <laughs> I know we're all hoping that they just do it the normal way. And they just wave some yeah. halfway decent players off the off the shelf there. And unfortunately, it does not look like that's going to be the case. Jeff, if you're eyeing somebody for that 15th slot still, who would it be? Because it's looking less and less likely they'll come from OKC. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that player is available or going to be available off the top. Funny story though, I, I said about a month ago that I dang near predicted his exact trade. <laughs> like, like I knew for Vex and Presti when he, he he's done this numerous times. He'll take the picks for anyone. Doesn't matter. So he's never going to play for them. So this is pretty much almost the exact deal that I threw out there that would happen. Um, and I can't take full credit for that because someone in OKC kind of said I was going in the right direction with that. So um, outside of that, um, the 15th guy, I don't even think is available yet. And I think the Lakers have their eye on multiple guys with the majority of the top tier teams, not being able to take part in the buyout market above anyone above the mid-level exception. The Lakers are going to sit back and wait um, for that guy to become available. And it will, I think, Teams might get crazy this year. I think some big trades could happen. I think some really big names might move. Some guys are going to shake loose from that. The Lakers are in prime position. So I do not expect them to fill that 15th roster spot until they stop coming up on that 90-day thing for the two ways. And um, that's that's going to go to at least December, especially uh, I've learned also that can be extended by, move, by moving guys down to the G League. So that could go dang near half the season almost. So uh, the Lakers may just hold off to the till they probably got a whiteboard of guys like a draft board any of those guys become available and those other teams can't sign them, um, the Lakers will sit back and wait for their guy. So I don't think that guy is going to be available unless a major trade happens on the eve of the regular season and someone shakes loose. But the answer to your question, I don't know yet because I don't think anyone that's, you know, really worth the spot right now that they're looking at. I don't think they're looking at a 15th guy that's going to be a 15th guy. I think they're looking at a 15th guy that can crack the top 10. And I don't know if that guy is going to be available by October 24th. Um, more than likely later. Magic man. I know Dante T that's exactly what, what I'm talking about. You know, you want Isaiah Joe and uh, unfortunately oh, I he's, <laughs> he's going to make their roster in OKC. I, I don't think I have any doubts about that. Magic man though, you know, because of the situation with Kevin Porter jr. He was waived. I know that uh, in our chat, Adam was mentioned. They waived KPJ. He's good. Uh, you know, despite what the girlfriend uh, is now saying in regards to saying that he did not strike her and all the allegations that have been gone back and forth in regarding to this case, uh, I, again, it just would not be a good move for any NBA team, much less the Lakers, to go ahead and pick up KPJ at this point in time, Magic Man. No. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. 
No. Not a good look. Yeah. Problem problems everywhere he's been. Don't need to go through the laundry list of what he's done. What about someone like Kai Jones, who's also been mentioned in Laker Service? No. No. Uh Gerald Also Lewis. issues there too. Um yeah. And more to, I, more to come. More to come. Yeah. I, I'm not uh <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm yeah, that 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 one's more concerning, Gerald. Um not not just the uh underlying issues, it's um he was writing on the walls. That's that's very concerning. Grown men aren't supposed to write on walls. That's for toddlers <laughs> and children. Normally somebody who's doing that is going through something very bad mentally. So uh and as you've seen, Gerald, nobody claimed him. He was put on waiver. Somebody put a could have put a claim in for him. Nobody has. Went clean right through, didn't he? Yes, and for obvious reasons. Um, and what was that? I, but Alan, and what well, Alan's you know what? That, that's, look, I, I just, I just want to say this, Gerald. It's, um, I know everyone's kind of laughing at that. High highs and low lows are a really big part of mania, and the low lows are very bad, and that's why I think nobody wants to really take a flyer on Kai Jones because who knows uh, mentally where he's at because Gerald, for all the talent that he had coming out of Texas, he fell out of that rotation. And, you know, for all the fanfare that he's received, and I know yourself and a lot of other people kind of saw the, like, he looks like a grown man. Like, he doesn't look like a, a young person. He, he Physically, he looks like a grown man, Gerald, but he doesn't know how to play with that body at all. And that's why he fell out of the rotation, Gerald. And that's why Mark Williams supplanted him. And if you look back at uh, his Instagram activity, he actually publicly dissed Mark Williams. And uh, as soon as he did that, every player on the Hornets... Um, stop following him on uh, IG and all the other socials because the, if, if they're, if they know something's up, it's only a matter of time before we find out. I will say this though, again, Kai Jones, I think needs to understand where he is. I mean, all these, these just so many of these, these uh, individuals, these guys, Joe, just they're, they're, I don't know. I mean, you see Josh Primo, we see of course what's going on with KPJ, Kai Jones, Miles Bridges, is it concerning to you, my friend, that about the image of the league being tarnished by certain individuals making these wrong choices? And it's seemingly a, I don't want to say an alarming rate, but it's a, it's a rate to start, you know, having you like move an eyebrow up, like oh, well, you take a, you're gonna have to take a page from the MLB and just, I mean, look at Trevor Bauer, just like Intel had brought up, they actually. Uh, we're not going to tolerate it, even if it's not true. And the NBA is probably going to have to get to a point where, look, we don't care if it's true or not. You're make better decisions, pick the pick, pick better people around you. We're not dealing with this because the backlash, this is kind of like a LeBron discussion that we had where they're just waiting, especially the media media. That's, the media are, are scum sucking pigs. Because that's mm. how they make their money, right? They they live in tr- in the trough of trash, so you just don't want to deal with it. 
I didn't know you could have a trough of trash. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that right near your jacuzzi outside? <laughs> did I did I uh, did I do a double negative on that one? Well, no. Usually, Kinda. was I redundant on that one? Yeah, usually trough was... of trash. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, well, everybody's trough... just everybody's now picturing you walking outside, just walking by your horses, just feeding on this trough of grass. I don't have horses. <laughs> I got a jacuzzi. And a trough of cash. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You talk to the NBA. I don't talk to Michelle Roberts. Of course, she's a woman, so that she'll probably understand this a little bit more personally, right? Look, uh, you guys get mixed up with any kind of domestic abuse type thing, you're out. (laughs) Until someone big does it, then you're in trouble. (laughs) Which which will happen. Which will happen. Because right now you're you're dealing with, and I'm saying this being a Kobe fan too. I mean, Kobe. With that rule, Kobe would have been done in the NBA. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to kind of like um, the smoke where where there's smoke there's fire. If you're someone who's constantly in the midst of stuff like this, either you, you're doing something or you're just constantly allowing the wrong people that are doing this. So I understand like that happens like the first time and you've got a clean record. Okay, look into it. And if they're exonerated, I get that. But if it's something repetitive, you know, they're all going to end up on the Clippers anyway. So who cares? But what I'm saying is like like they're all like. You can't all just like say, okay, if you mess up once, you're out the league. Like we don't, we don't know if that's true or not. But if it's like habitual people, like we're constantly doing it, and then then you're like you're damaging the brand. Then I get that. But if someone off top, like it happens, and it and it's clearly not them, I don't know about running those guys out the league, especially like the young guys who destroy their entire future for making a mistake at 19. You know, but um, but I get it. Like someone like uh uh Porter Jr. Like I mean, it's just it's just constant. <laughs> and what Primo did, like there was there was um. Uh, there was proof, tons of proof. Like, and like that was just a whole different scenario. So, um, I, I don't know about putting them out the first time, but I get where you're going. If it's, if it's constant, it's playing the league is a privilege. There's guys out there who don't get a chance to play in the league. They're good guys, not as talented, but can play. And they're they're just slightly a little less talented, but they're good guys. They can play in the league ten years just off being a good vet. Give those guys the chances versus the, the guys who are going to repeatedly make the same mistake and, uh, mistake and damage the brand. We have four guys right now, right, that have done this. It's Porter, Primo, um, Bridges, and who was the other one? Ty Jones. Ty Jones. Ty okay. Jones, yeah. So four guys that are that I don't think even the media people who, who follow sports even know who they are because they don't know. They don't even watch the games anyways. So I think as long as it's – these guys that are unknown, I, I don't think it's going to resonate as much because the media isn't going to jump on it as much. So yeah, I can I can understand that. Uh, you have your your reasoning makes more sense because that's normal. But the problem is these guys, these idiots who run these leagues, are so worried about PR. They don't. They need mm-hmm. to take a page out of Dana White's book a little more, and sometimes just tell someone to f off. There needs to be more of that, and, well, and obviously, I don't uh, want Adam Silver to say "f off." I'm, I'm, you know, I'm you know, exaggerating. Big, but, one of the big differences there, Joe, is that uh, those fighters don't have a a, a players association or wow. fighters association. They don't have representation behind them protecting their ass. That, and they're not in like constant negotiations with Disney. Right, <laughs> you right. know, which is yeah, which is really the like you know the the major. I hear what Joe's saying. Overall, I think he's right. I just think it's kind yeah, of yeah, apple yeah. apples to oranges a little bit because 
um, you know, far far be it from one of those fighters to uh, step to the plate and tell him he's wrong to his face, and um, then you're Never SOL, <laughs> you're SOL, and you're you're in you're in that you're in that river of you know what, Gerald. We're not going to say it, but you're in that river with no paddle. Trough of trash. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your your <laughs> UFC doesn't have a superstar. I mean, you sort of had one with John Jones, but he kind of let people down. There's really no the reason why UFC is set up the way it is because you don't have any you don't have any Marvin Hagler's and Tommy Hearns and Mike Tyson's and Vander Holyfield's. You don't have any of those kind of fighters that transcend the sport. You had Conor McGregor. Eh, and controversy probably helps this, their sport. They, they, they put, I mean, they controversy put always places. like drama with the with the fighters always helps, obviously. But yeah. I think ultimately, fighting good fighters, and then of course you know you got fighters that are great that retire and then they're gone, and then now it's like okay, you know, Habib was was one, right? Uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it's a case by case basis at this point. I think with the NBA, and, and lucky for them, it's not someone like let's say anthony davis because then it would be a little bit more of a problem no one cares about kevin porter jr i'm sorry but they don't kai jones i don't, I don't even people no i don't even think 90 percent of the media knows even who the hell that is they didn't know he was a basketball player they thought he was exactly. like a social they media was some lady uh, mm-hmm. singer yeah well i know what was said in the chat that i, I if I was, as far as the 15th player really won't make an impression on the team, but I think the way Jeff sees it is you really want to get someone into your magic man to, for the last spot on the team that can actually supersede many other players that are there above him, that actually can make an imprint for someone that maybe feels the need, like right now, backup shooting guard, uh, maybe another wing, uh, maybe another big, but, there's spots that the Lakers could use a little bit more help on, and it would be great if we can get someone eventually that can fill that role for the team. Can I say something real quick, real quick, real sure. quick? Real quick. Uh, keep in mind that um, Christian Wood was our 14th guy. So the 15th guy can be important if he slotted, you know, five through 10. So just then there's well, yeah, not that's what the I'm saying. You yeah. get that last no, spot about the in chat, there. The chat, the chat saying yeah. it's a 15th roster, doesn't matter. Well, if that 15th roster spot ends up being, <laughs> you know, someone that can crack your top eight, then he's not the 15th guy. He's just the 15th guy to sign. So, sorry, Sean. I just wanted to. No, no, absolutely. No. Jeff hit the hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I mean, this is in a situation, Gerald, where it's like, it's Gerald Dudley at the end of the bench. Yeah, Jared Dudley, that 15th man, just cheering, <laughs> cheering his butt off. Just, yeah. Just, I thought Josh Powell spent a lot of time on his ass. Well, Christian uh, Wood is it, was but, a once uh, a fifteenth man. He was once a fifteenth man who was fighting for a spot on the mm-hmm, roster for the mm-hmm. for the Detroit Pistons. So, you know, again, this is and he didn't play very much. Yeah, we're the, not. We don't need a cheerleader at the end of the bench. You need yeah. somebody who can maybe go in uh, and make a contribution on the, on the a spot, positive. and you ready and you ready to go. Wheels yeah. wheels are up. You're ready to go. We have a cheerleader. We have Cam Reddish. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and it's so sad because what uh, Jamie said was right. He looks like a b- basketball player. He looks like someone who could really do some good things. And then he goes out and for every good play that he makes, like, the t- you know, he actually played decent defense on more than one occasion against 
Damian Lillard of all people. It's just the problem is, and he hit a couple threes. It's just what was in between. What is in between is the stuff that just makes you scratch your head and just say, man, he's just never going to put it all together. Is he Jeff? Nope. He's that guy that shows up to the, to the pickup game with all the gear. You want to pick him first, just on how he looks. Then he gets out there and hits the side of the backboard on his warm-up shots. And you're like, what the hell did I just do? So it's like, I want, I'm rooting for Cam. I really am. But it's just, I've been saying all along, it's not going to be on this team. It's the right situation as far as to stay relevant in the league and show that he can be a good soldier, but it's the wrong team for him looking to find minutes behind Max Christie. Like Maxwell Lewis, I'll take over Cam Reddish right now, like any day of the week, like, because you've got an invested future in him. So like I, when I'm looking at Cam, like it just, I don't know, this wasn't what the intention of this segment was for, but um. But someone like Cam, it just it just it just won't matter. So the, the Lakers are are going to sit back and look back if they're adding the fifteenth guy, like they, if they were just worried about having a fifteenth guy to fifth to fill that slot, they would have got Javale McGee. Like that's not what they're looking for. Like they're looking for a they're looking for someone else who can make an impact. I think it, back to our conversation of Braun and AD and kind of lightening the load on them and saving them for the playoffs. Like if these other guys get injured. The Lake, this Laker team still has needs. So, like I said, I think they have a priority list, but they're not going to go out and sign like a Stanley Johnson. They're not going to go out and get, you know, someone like that. They've got that in Cam Reddish. They've got that in, in Maxwell. They've got that in two-way guys. Like, they're looking to see, you know, who falls through the cracks here at a guy that every contender would be tripping over themselves to get if he became available, and none of them can get him. So, the Lakers are in prime position. They're, I think, the only quote-unquote contender that has the ability to sign any of these players that 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 get that get bought out of relief. Sorry, my dog is doing the Harlem shake over here. They're the only contender that can sign any of these guys. So the Lakers will have their pick of the litter when it happens. So they're going to wait back and sit for that. Now, may uh, you know maybe a non-guarantee something I can see some, but that's a fifteenth guy. But I don't. I, I think they're looking for someone who can make an impact. Another shooter would be ideal. A backup guard that. In case Max Christie doesn't, you know, take that leap that everyone seems to just assume he's going to, you know, it, it would be nice to have another vet. I think Braun and AD are the only ones thirty and up on this team. Is, is that correct? Like uh, as of now, yes. Yeah, as of now, another vet would probably be ideal. I know Prince is close to it. I think he's twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. So another another vet would 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 be ideal. Um, but like I said, I don't just because they're the fifteenth person signed does not make them your fifteenth roster spot. If this guy is good enough, someone's you know some other guy slide down. So I don't know who it is, but I, the Lakers have their eye on someone, and it's going to be a guy that no other team can get, and that's what they're waiting on, in my opinion. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. All right. Great conversation. But Magic Man pointed out something me I wanted to mention before we go. And that's an NBA injury that's already starting to happen a little bit. It might not be serious. It might not be a thing or could lead to something a little bit more differential to another team in the Western Conference, Magic. And that's Luka Doncic. Uh, it is now, he's not out of the entire preseason, 
for the rest of the preseason with a calf strain. And it's now kind of iffy whether or not he makes the season opener. This is something where calf strains, as you and I both know, have they're, they're pesky. They're tough to get rid of, especially during the season and not the off season. So your thoughts, could this be something for a bad omen for the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, Gerald, I, I think it is. Um, I, I think this year's last year's Mavs is this year's Mavs and this year's Mavs is last year's Mavs. I think that's, that's going to be the, the tale <laughs> of the tape for them this year. Um, Mavs I mean, my, my God, uh, Flip's gonna clip S- that, man. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just SSDD. That should be the, the Dallas Mavericks new, uh, instead of Mavs fame for life, it should be SSDD. It's tricky, man. It's tricky, especially with Luca Gerald. It's like, to be fair, he was like working out a little bit. You saw like him doing those Rocky videos, like, <laughs> like right after the season, just to let everybody know. Yeah, I'm working out now. I'm not listening to the Migos and uh, going to 7-Eleven. I'm actually working out, but he still kind of looks doughy. Very doughy. Very doughy. You know, over, over doughy. Overdoing, yeah, like not the guy just must hit the buffet as soon as the season's uh, yeah, over. Yeah, like it's like, crazy. Yeah, I know you work, you work out, and you you expect us to think that you're Rocky, and then you come back looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, and um, I'm not thinking of buying it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Joe, he's probably still upset on the flies on the ass thing from earlier. I'm just going to. No, you're upset more about it than he is. No, I just like mentioning it because you got him and then you got me afterwards. But I thought I wasn't the flies and the ass thing was number one. Uh, can, can I say something about the Mavs real quick? Yes, absolutely. I, Go ahead. I, I, I think there's more of a chance than people think that that, that the Kyrie Luka situation does not work out early on again. And you don't I think, think it's going to be a happy partnership. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is I think we could see Kyrie on the trade block as early as, as early no. January. How do you come up with that? No, All right. Uh, dead That's serious. Twenty more episodes for everyone out there for Lakers <laughs> podcast. There yeah, you go. because mm-hmm. because Ger- Gerald, like, ever, like the the point the point of say, of saying you know a guy oh and you hear it a lot with him especially over the past five years we've heard the same thing oh well you know Luca could get out of bed and average thirty uh, fifteen and and eight yeah. Because he does get out of bed and average that because he doesn't pick up any dumbbells. 30 donuts, or, eight or other do, pastries. Do le- yeah, <laughs> doesn't do any leg squats. I bet he does He does more lifting when he when he cashes his, his direct deposit than than actually in practice. Uh, again, dude, you're so, like, Gerald, people are going to pick him to win MVP again. Like, I, I guess somebody's just going to just just keep – Throwing it on seven until it comes up seven. 
I mean, eventually he's probably going to win one. There's always some GM that's randomly going to pick him for MVP, and there's always some GM that's going to randomly pick the Clippers to win the Western Champions. Conference. Yeah, yeah it's it, West, it, yeah. it just it, – but, Gerald, you, you know it as well It happened as again. It happened you know, again last you know, week. You know as well as anybody and else. And someone that, picked the Lakers to not make the playoffs. Like, Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the, But the game is – although the game is different, it's different in the sense that, Gerald, if you're not training – and these 11, are GMs. That's 11, 11 months out of the year. Was it basically track? every day from the last day of your season, then you're not going to be an all NBA player because there's somebody willing to work harder than you. And we see it like Shay is coming up. I'm I'm ready to loot lap him around Luca. Just, just, mm. ba- just based on He's the product. Good, uh, the productivity. Yeah. So the, the pressure, the pressure's on here. And what do we say, Gerald? Pressure either burst pipes or makes diamonds. makes diamonds. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. What do you think, Joe? I mean, do you think the Mavs are for real? They made all these changes in the offseason. Grant Williams, Derek Lively, you know, they talked about their starting rookies now. It's just, it seems no. so just all over the place with the Mavericks. No, no, no. You're not going to win anything with Kyrie and Luca and Luca being someone who's not really it's just using his talent right now he's not wanting to be great and until he shows us that and if 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 luca decides that he wants to be great that's when you'll see a little bit of a change no dallas is not going to be good and i don't think okc is a surprise if they start playing well we're, we're, they're they're about to come up here they have way too much talent and they're about to come up i'm just wondering when presti's going to Use his assets to get that last guy. They need one more guy to be title contenders. I don't know who that'll be. Maybe Embiid, uh, but that would be the kind of guy they would need to to get to that part of their uh, their ascension, uh, if if you will. That'd be Embiid will be tough. Yeah. Have to, yeah. it would have to be something pick. like that. I don't know yeah. if they want to do that. So uh, I think that the the one to keep that keep an eye on Jalen Brown. Keep an eye on Jalen Brown for OKC. He's the type of player I think they'll be looking towards. Jalen Brown, I think they would well, like to mean keep. Will, you mean Williams' brother? Hmm? Jalen Williams or Jalen Brown? Brown? Jalen Brown from Jaylen Boston. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown from, from Boston. From Boston, okay. About yeah, him being traded OKC. to there. Oh, be, okay. If this doesn't right. work remember, this year, they, they've got, the they got to pay Tatum. They've got to yeah, pay no, no, more Tatum. Yeah, so they, yeah. They've, they've, they've got him because they probably, you know, they don't want to lose him for nothing, but there's, and they're, there's two that out there, there. There's two guys that had my eye on for OKC, and that that was Jalen Brown and Zion Williamson, and oh, those, those those were the two. But from what I'm hearing, they're not too high on Zion. So even if he comes back and plays solid, there that could change. But from what I'm hearing, they're not, and they're extremely extremely high on Chet. And I don't even know if they'd offer him in an Embiid trade to trade for a guy that's you know 30 and off injured. So, uh, but uh, I think it's gonna be a wing they go for. So, um, and they got they got the players, they got the assets. Problem makes sense because I, they wouldn't have to get them. They wouldn't have to pay full price. I'm sorry, Magic. They wouldn't have to pay full price because the fact he has such a huge contract, and he's a number two, as mm-hmm. opposed to being a, a top and who could play a number two alongside SGA. Uh, that that makes sense. And you don't have to throw the whole bank. And plus, they've got what almost twenty uh, first round picks. And 20 second round draft picks that they mm-hmm. can throw. 
any type of combination at Boston. That's just absolutely scary. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, I, I, I just can definitely see, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see something like that happening. And then like Joe said, they're not, they're not a surprise team this year. They were the last two years. They're not a surprise team this year. I think they, they, they could, they could scare someone and get around in the first round. They absolutely can. So the only, only thing that holds them back this year is a major injury. Outside of that, I think they make the playoffs, not even a play in. I I can see them getting as high as like six. Like they're they're gonna be good. <laughs> they're gonna be really good. And uh they're gonna continue to get better. And like Joe said, if they find a way, I think there's there might be crazy movement. <laughs> crazy move. The boogeyman is coming next summer. That's the real boogeyman. And uh teams are gonna start when they see if they don't have nothing to play for, and they start looking at their books and what's gonna be out there, and they start eyeing the summer of 26, which has got potential 2010 vibes to it. Um, team's gonna start punting on some of these guys, and uh, OKC is gonna be right there, willing to take you know whoever gets punted. Uh, Ger- that? Ger- oh, Gerald, uh, I was just gonna say, well, go I, it. well, I think uh, I think people should te- kind of temper uh, expectations this year on kind of the rookie of the year award. I, I think it's just earmarked for for Vic at this point. Are you sure? Uh, See how yeah. much he plays. Yeah, if he plays well, if he plays more than fifty games, they're gonna give it to him. They, uh, that's that's the that's the cutoff. Did Bron did Bron win? Did Bron win Rookie of the Year? He did. He did. LeBron won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Did Bron make an All Star his first year? Didn't. No. It was an argument that Carmelo mm-hmm. had a better year than LeBron, but they gave did. LeBron anyways. <laughs> well, he did. He did every. Well, regardless of that, uh, Chet's gonna make an All. Uh, rookie team. It's gonna I think be Chet Vic- and Scoot have a, have it's, a real good yeah. Team. It's gonna be Victor and um, Chet who are in the Intel. Oh, uh, Intel's asking though. Did you see Wimbyama's dunk over Thomas Bryant the other night? And <laughs> yeah. Thomas Bryant stupefied, <laughs> looking at the bench. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. what am I supposed to do? He's seven five. What's he, going on? I can't get off the ground. <laughs> I, I, I don't but know if Wemby's going to play enough games. Like I, he's not in the, he's not in the resting rule policy. Um, and San Antonio is, if they're not playing for the nothing. NBA better they, find that, that they, they can't, they don't qualify. Nothing, nothing about Wemby qualifies him for the player yeah, participation. The, he, rules. The, the big, the big issue, the big, but the big fly in the ointment that the Spurs have with that situation is that they've specifically, put the Spurs on national television a lot in the first six weeks because of this in-season tournament. So yep. the Wemby cup. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's, it is. It's the Wemby that, cup. That's kind of what, kind of what it is. Yeah. Jeff's I think he'll shut down gotta, after gotta, that. You got a point there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, this is going to be very, very interesting, very interesting, Gerald, but I, I will say this. I, I, I agree though. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put all my chips uh, in on uh, Vic just just running away with the award. Chat had a year off, man, and you know I know Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons both had a year off too. Neither one, you know, one of them found a foothold a little bit. The other one really didn't. Chet has a different attitude than those two guys, Gerald. He's uh, he is he's got the you get me, I get you. He's he's willing to throw dirt back at you if you throw dirt at him, and I think that was an attitude that was kind of missing with Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons when they were missing their season. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a kind of a revenge season for Chet. 
and he's had a whole year to learn what it's like to be a vet before he even steps on the court. So while those other guys are trying to figure that out, he'll be in cruise control on that already. I'll tell you what, it's been a great conversation. Truly appreciate the 30 likes out there and also appreciate Intel Wild's extreme kindness in the super chat. Again, very much appreciated. Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Because it was a great episode, great conversation. Empire Jeff, and I'll make sure Empire Jeff gets to plug his, his channel before we head on out, my friend. Any last thoughts, Joe, before we head on out? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's simple, no. But Empire Jeff, you got a lot of things going on always at Empire Jeff TV. Make sure you let everybody know out there uh, that's watching and listening exactly what's your, what you're up to at Empire Jeff TV. Empire Jeff TV has been off for about a week. I was, I was out of town and uh, back tomorrow with Around the League with uh, Dan, the Laker fan, Christian, and me as the GM. Uh, we launched a, a clothing line called Court Kings uh, about a week ago, so you can check that out at shopcourtkings.com. It's kind of what I've been working on most of the last last week. Haven't had as much time for YouTube, but I'm coming back tomorrow. So I look to I'm going to try to knock out multiple, multiple episodes in the next week and uh, kind of get back in the rhythm of it. That's why I want to come on here tonight too i haven't really been on youtube since for about a week so um got a lot going on but uh thank everyone for the support you guys always for the support appreciate you guys uh, all the time uh, i've been trying to get back here it's been a couple of weeks uh just our schedules haven't lined up and every time i've been somewhere where you guys are on I, it's very loud and i don't want to come up and to and just you know disturb the peace here you know so um but i definitely appreciate you guys but going to check me out here. uh empire jeff <laughs> empire jeff tv it's on youtube chaos. Uh, we'll have some episodes coming. Uh, I got one coming tomorrow and uh, multiple throughout the rest of the week. So check it out. And uh, if you guys like what you hear, uh, go and shoot, shoot you guys subscribe, man. Trying to trying to get next goal is 500. I think I'm at 401 now. So next next goal is 500. And uh, you know, appreciate everyone to help me get there. And appreciate you guys for helping me get to where I'm at so far. So thank you guys. There you go. Absolutely. No worries. And we'll go ahead and check out Empire Jeff TV. Wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we, he goes live. And also subscribe to us to make sure you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Uh, Alan says in the chat, why does Joe smile like a frat boy looking at his date's parents? <laughs> You're a weird you guy, Joe. You're a weird guy, Joe. Weird guy. <laughs> I think he's been watching too much Dexter. I don't know. It just seems so weird. Dexter, the first, the first version. The first version. The, yeah. the Dexter was a good mm -hmm. show. Uh, the first four or five seasons, I think. Kind of got kind of sort of. It got a little crazy, but those, it wasn't. I'd it's say not a repeat version. show. I didn't want to go back and watch. It what was your favorite season? Trinity season. Yeah. Trinity was. Shout out to John Lithgow, man. That was, that was an incredible season. I mean, John Lithgow is a talk about. Yeah, legend. he was. He was. He was phenomenal. That that season one, season two, and then season three. Season three was 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 the one for me. Season one and season three. The doomsday stuff was kind of crazy too. But yeah. those ones, yeah. The, anyways. <laughs> no worries. Uh oh, Intel said Dexter's last season was trash. Watch out. I think which the, last the, season? Yeah. The original writer ended up not finishing off. Well, once the original writer went when away, he came back. Was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. It, you, you could tell. Those those shows, man, the Showtimes and the HBOs, they they you notice. Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, all had issues with just stupid decision makers in those places. That's one of the big reasons why I have my own gig, so I don't have to ever have to answer or deal with numbnuts trying to tell you what to do with stuff that you know what you're doing. And and that's the funny thing is these guys are already successful. Why do you want to mess with it? The Breaking Bad, see, the guys at AMC, they knew. 
watch them. Let better call let Vince Gilligan do his good. thing and they'll better make call you money. Saul is so good. Yeah. Do they? Because they kind of ruined The Walking Dead. So oh, yeah, I haven't watched it. Yeah, but that that was Negan. a whole different. They they booted that guy after the second season with Darabon, right? They booted the the, the guy who created. They went, the yeah, they went guy. to litigation and all that. Yeah, yeah it just wasn't. It, it wasn't. Yeah, that that show I have not. I didn't even know there was another show on right now. The the Daryl one. I didn't even know oh, that yeah. was like well, on. <laughs> like, there was the Negan one with care with. There was. A I didn't Negan even one watch that. That already, that already aired. Yeah, yeah, Son that already aired. Yeah. That there's like it was like six episodes. Yeah, that already aired, and then that. This Daryl one just ended. The yeah, next no. year they're gonna do the one and, with and Michonne Norman, and and Rick coming back. So and it hasn't been the Reedus, same thing. Oh, and sorry. Norman Reedus's best badass role was in the Boondock Saints. It was not in The Walking Dead. He was good. No, he was good early, especially early on in The Walking Dead. He was, but I agree with that. I agree with you. But but uh, that that show kind of I would say slightly it almost was good up until like when when Negan arrived. Then it just like like even if the Woodbury was good when Negan arrived that that whole that man that well, that was, was when nuts. they were averaging Bill, fifteen to eighteen million Bill, viewers and then then, now then about halfway one. through his arc of leading the saviors it just kind of that's exactly where it died and they started they took away the the grittiness of the show yeah they started turning it into this uh, everybody. We need to know what everybody's feelings were. It almost Mike. It was like a yeah, microcosm yeah. of society. It was, and that's when I started pulling the one finger salute that Sean's good at doing. <laughs> yeah, but the first five was that five six seasons, whatever it was, was incredible television. After that, no. Nah. Yeah, the Negan, the Negan introduction was. I, I said it right. That that was some of the best TV I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. I'd read the books and the comics. I'm not even a comic guy. That's how much I liked The Walking Dead, that it that led me to comics, like to read their actual comic books and the books leading up to it, like the governor story and like, and all that. Like I did all that. <laughs> like I was in, they had me hooked, man. And then, then, then it just, I don't know what they, what the hell they did. They, they did just, it just fell apart. I know what they did. I'll, I'll say it off air. Cause I don't want <laughs> Gerald to have a conniption. There you go. <laughs> All right, but that does it for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please tune in tomorrow. We got more great episodes coming up your way tomorrow. We'll be talking about what's going on with the Lakers and the NBA news. And also, maybe will the WNBA Finals end tomorrow? We'll find out. But also as well, please join us 7 p.m. on Thursday live on Playback. playback Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, where the Lakers will go ahead and meet up with the Suns in the final exhibition game. So definitely looking forward to that. So for Joe Sorrell, Empire Jeff TV, and also Magic Man Chuck Rice, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. We'll see you tomorrow with more Lakers and NBA coverage right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>